0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe podcast family. That's why on your favorite podcast platform it reads uh, Believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report, uh, a name that I did not intend, and I do put this at the beginning of every episode, so people aren't confused as to why it's named that. But since lockdown has ended, I have to do more of these in person, and it is really ridiculous to say it in front of a human being that the network I'm on is a misspelled version of Believe. Um, Yep, so enough of that explanation, and on to this week's amazing guests. Uh, One of my favorite people that I love seeing in the L.A. comedy scene in general so funny uh comedian uh actor uh, uh so and there's you know i think a lot of multi-hyphenate labels that i you know are probably too restricting to describe all of what they do so without further ado give it up for Eddie Wyreck everybody Hello,
2: thank you so- the clapping yeah there's so many multi-hyphenates
1: yeah do, yeah. do you want to add on to those eddie yeah
2: i also and i and truly everybody gets this it's why rich do you know why that?
1: rich sorry and I, no no it's
2: totally okay it literally is i think maybe every podcast if you look back at all the podcasts i've done recently i think the first thing i say is i just gotta say it's why rich because nobody knows mm-hmm. um it's i think the way that i pronounce my name is not how it's supposed to be pronounced sure is the biggest mistake that my father and i have, right. have done but um the multi-hyphenates i mean Jesus, someone – I think what I've been trying to say recently, because people would be like, what do you do? And I'll say, um, well, okay, so I have ADHD, and I'm creative, so I do a lot of things. And so <laughs> I like preface with that, and I'll say I'm an actor, writer, director, producer, comedian, dancer, choreographer, creative director. Mm-hmm. I literally, like, wrote out a list of, like, okay, what are all the things that I – Do and then what I also realized was that I'm actually not a designer and that was really helpful. Yeah, I was like I'm actually I'm not an interior designer.
1: How did you come to this conclusion? Because I imagine you tried. Uh,
2: I I tried because I was like I was like creative director and I was like is that just a designer? And then I really took a thought Mm -hmm. and I was like I cannot do interior design. Mm -hmm. I cannot. I I know what I like. Actually, interior design, production design, Mm -hmm. art department, art department. I can do kind of but not it's not my strength my it's not like my my strength there uh-huh. and I and so it's so nice to know what you are not good at too yeah, right and I'm like I love directing designers sure that and that was the difference of me being like I don't think it is the thing that I'm the best at is like hanging out in Photoshop and making like a dish soap um you know brand label like if I was doing like a sketch or whatever it needed to be like like squeaky squeak clean like mm-hmm. dish soap right. Um, I I don't have, like, the skill set, nor do I love looking at a computer screen for that long to design it in in Photoshop, but I will sketch it with my hand, find a designer that I love, Mm -hmm. direct them for how I want to do it, how I want it to be the vision, communicate clearly the vision. I love communicating. I'm obsessed with it. I'm so good at it. Uh Communicate the vision. Right. And then they do their thing, and then I'm like, amazing, you even made it better than I could have imagined, because you are a designer, and I am not. Mm. Right. (laughs) Um. But yes, but I think like the director, the director thing has been the really cool thing to kind of lean into and feel in the past, um, like four or five months. Directing
1: really anything or like, film yeah, and directing
2: TV. everything. I mean, but film and TV specifically mm-hmm. um, is the thing of of being like, oh yes, I am a director. I think I always was like, oh, I'll I'll get on a TV show and then mm-hmm. I'll shadow the director mm-hmm. and learn directing that way, and then um, and then I've just been like. Shadowing up the directors and hanging out with them and being like, "Wait, I know how to do this."
0: Right. Oh,
2: oh, oh, oh! That's just what it is. Oh, well, I know how to do that. Right. You just tell somebody I want it to look like this, and then the team makes it happen. Storyboards. Yeah. Oh, I know how to do that. I do right. that all the time. Right. Um, and because the I'm, thing you can't video coming up.
1: That's amazing for who?
2: Um, for my partner, Jordan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but it's but cool but cool to be like, hey, I want to do this, and it, it's and it's an awesome opportunity. Right. Um, and I get to use, you know, some friends and my own crew and right. that kind of stuff. And then to be like, oh, let me, do I want to direct other people's music videos? But, right. um, which probably the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I've, <laughs> I also I've been making my own music. I'm going to be dropping an album this summer. Wow! And so I'm really Just excited. like.
1: Is it funny music or not really, dude? Okay. It's okay.
2: just good music. Cool. It's just really—it's another thing. I mean, I booked this FX pilot mm-hmm. um, and shot it in Toronto in September of mm-hmm. last year, right. and then I was just on hold for six months, mm-hmm. so I just couldn't audition for anything, mm-hmm. um, and that was difficult because I had been auditioning. I've been having a very, I've been having a very productive, actor, successful time in Los Angeles, right. and what I mean by that is like going on auditions, getting very close but not booking but the getting very close is like very important of like testing like every pilot season testing or going to network test Mm -hmm. for like the lead of a show and i don't get it but oh my god Mm -hmm. so close and so then of like so booking the pilot doing the pilot and Mm -hmm. now i'm actually just on hold right and i actually can't audition for six months and and people who maybe want to audition me aren't going to because Mm -hmm. they're like well if we like her but then this fx show goes and we can't use her we just wasted our time meeting her so let us know what happens right so i was in september and so i had all this time which felt bad at first it felt good and relaxing and then i was like i need to be Mm
0: -hmm. doing
2: something and i had also been having this point this moment where i was like i don't know if i want to do comedy some something wasn't working anymore Mm -hmm. i was doing seven ten minutes on people's shows Mm -hmm. and it wasn't feeling as good as it used to. I was mm-hmm. feeling bored. I was feeling not motivated.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I was doing... Uh, and I was realizing, like, oh, I don't know how much I... How much I want to do stand-up with a capital S and a capital U, but, like, what does that even mean to me? And I don't know. And and doing this... Being, like, the lead of a comedy show on FX, I was like, well, that... Maybe it's just how I want to do comedy. Uh-huh. I want to do comedy by just doing it on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then maybe... And then I'll do like a woman show or something later when the TV show goes. But maybe right. I actually don't want. I think I've I've been doing comedy for ten years now. Right. And I actually I think I've now done a good job because I just booked the lead of a show. So maybe actually I'm good. Maybe I actually don't need to keep working. Like maybe actually I can I can just now do it in a different way or something. Mm-hmm. I know. It was very it was very difficult. I talked to everybody about it. Right. Of like I don't know. I, I I was feeling very limited in comedy sure. and I didn't know why. And then I started making music with Mm -hmm. my friend Mitch Mm -hmm. and the way that I felt about making music felt like the first time I took an improv class. Um. Like it was like, oh my God, I get to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the difference. I was feeling like I should be doing more shows. I should have five minutes for Fallon. I should be on that show. I should be on this show. Mm -hmm. And like nothing ever good comes from me feeling like I should do something. No,
1: because it's out of your control.
2: It's out of my control and also I'm like, who's saying should? Like I should pay my taxes. Like that's, legal. Yeah. And I will mm-hmm. when I get the paperwork together. Yeah.
1: But, oh, but fun, fun note. You have till October because you live in L.A. County.
2: Yes. Oh, and yeah, and the rain. Yeah, because the, the rain. rain. The right. rain. Literally, the, like, it rained a lot. So now taxes are due October. You're like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be, okay, great. Sure. I'll take it. Um, but with music, I was making music, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to do this. Right. And I was like, oh, that feels good. Mm. Me feeling like, I, oh, my God, I get to. I can't believe that someone wants to make music with me and I get to make music. Oh my right. god, I get to write another song. Right. I get to write another one. We have like nine songs right now. It's wow. fucked up. It's so cool. It's <laughs> so fun. Uh-huh. I've and I also have been able to like it's writing
0: mm-hmm.
2: because I'm writing the lyrics. Right. It also is a base of improv because Mitch will send me music and I will like improvise lyrics on top of. And I used to be on an improvise like sixteen person improvised musical group.
1: Right. Um but there's no audience Eddie.
2: There's no audience however actually because I send the song back and forth to Mitch so much Mm -hmm. and I respect him so Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. he kind of is like it's like I get to express within myself and then share with Mitch like Mm -hmm. he sent me a beat at 9pm and I was in a horrible mood I was in like such a bad mood Mm -hmm. and then he just emailed me being like here's a weird one and I took that mood and was like I'm gonna write a song and I four hours later exactly I sent him back the song with full vocal stacks Mm -hmm. on top of it and it was almost like I need to show him like I need to imp- <laughs> I need to actually do this so he could be like holy shit how he just did this in four hours like and that motivated me to do it right but you're right there's no audience and I've been missing the audience mm-hmm. I love the audience so much I've been missing them and mm-hmm. and I think it's why I don't mm-hmm. I think comedy I need an audience with music and stuff I don't need as many people and it's going to be really exciting when I get to perform it live for people sure but um, and so that is cool but there was this feeling the fx show it was just like okay they have been home for six months but we'll probably know sooner and then just time kept passing and i kept getting this bad feeling in my stomach and it was literally a monday night Mm -hmm. and i have this whiteboard Mm -hmm. that says the addy show aka what i must do so i don't kill everybody in my life and blow everything the fuck up
1: Why wasn't that on the event page? I know, right? Wasn't on the event page, and it was. I
2: mean, and maybe it will be. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe the thing is that that is what it needs to be. Is because I was feeling fucking crazy, Jake. I was feeling, I was feeling so disconnected from the audience. I was feeling so disconnected from doing. um, I needed what I was feeling disconnected from was authorship. Sure. And my really good friend Lauren Ludwig, who created the effect show. Lauren is amazing, and. She was, I was telling her this feeling, I was feeling frustrated and I had been helping on some other people's projects, but they weren't mine. And she right. was like, you need to be having authorship over what you do. Mm-hmm. Like you are a creative, you're an author and you'd be having authorship. And I was like, I, at first I was like, if the, I told her like on a, on Thursday night we went out mm-hmm. and we didn't know about the show. And I told her, um. If the show doesn't go, I'm immediately doing a one-woman show. Mm -hmm. And it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night. I'm feeling crazy, and I'm like, fuck it. Even if the show does, I don't don't give a fuck. No one has to tell me. I'm doing the show. And I texted Erica Briss, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Eric." let's go, I have this show idea, let's do it, hit up Dynasty. Dynasty was like, we love Addie, we'll let her do anything. And I was like, that is crazy. I was banking on that answer. You have no idea how much that means to me because sure. I need a space where I can where I can do anything that I want to try this idea out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next morning, Tuesday morning, Lauren calls me and says, the show doesn't go. Oh, wow. And it was like this crazy, Like my body knew. It's like mm-hmm. I knew something was um, going on and like... Um, and I just need I just need my brain is too crazy. I need to be creating. I need to be doing stuff constantly. Right. Otherwise I'm extremely inappropriate. <laughs> I think that's the truth. I think I'm just I think I am a pretty inappropriate person in most situations. What do you all
1: right, what do you mean?
2: I think I'm a lot. I think yeah. I am I'm going to be putting music under, out under the name Addy, Addy, Addy. Because uh-huh. I think a lot of times it feels like there's like three of me. It feels like I have three times the amount of emotions and feelings and energy sure. and words to say than right. like one person. Right. And it feels inappropriate in a lot of places except when I'm on a 16-hour overnight shoot. Sure. Extremely. It is a superpower. Right. I, it's 10 p.m., 11 p.m. I always want to play a board game. No one wants to play a board game unless it's a night shoot and you gotta keep the energy up.
0: <laughs> and everyone's like,
2: Thank God you're here, Addy. Yes, we need to play a game. Like, okay, so this game is called pickles and we're all gonna figure out what we like about each other. Right, like, right, right. like that is like the thing that gets me going the most. Mm-hmm. I I like get I get so much energy from people. It's crazy.
1: You and me both.
2: Yeah, I just it, it's like being like it does not drain me. It does mm-hmm. the opposite. It gives mm-hmm. me energy. Like right. I'm if I am having a depressed day, I know I need to go out and talk to strangers
0: mm-hmm. and
2: not, um, uh, and not like, go out and, and just be with my friends. Even though I love right. my friends, I actually need to go talk to strangers mm-hmm. because meeting new people and being interested in them and curious in them, and uh. Uh, like, uh, it gives me energy.
1: Wait, do you, like, go to a coffee shop or, like, The Grove or something and talk to strangers?
2: Yeah, I'll, go to the co- yeah, I'll just go to a coffee shop or go to a store and uh-huh. just, like just whoever makes eye contact with me or something, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say, I'll just start saying hi to people uh-huh. and just see who says hi back. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just ask people questions that I think are interesting or just <laughs> be friendly, just be open. And just, just, if you're just genuinely curious about someone, if you're like, hi, hi. And, and I'm like, okay, I love your jacket. Oh, thank you. We're, you know, and yeah. they just be like, where'd you get it? From? like, Oh, that shoulders are awesome. Like you can do anything with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, even, well, even today I went to go get coffee. I was tired and I was getting coffee for my partner and I and, go to the coffee shop, and it's early. It's like, well, it's like 8.30. It's like 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like No, it was 7.45. You, you, you guys don't care. <laughs> um, and I got like, a coffee for me and two coffees for him. And mm-hmm. I was like, where's the coffee carrying tray? And they were like, right behind you. And I was like, whoa, didn't see that. It was the thing that was like totally in view. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, I was like, do you find it funny being baristas that like the people in the morning, like the early morning people, like – Are they interesting because they're clearly people who like haven't had coffee and need coffee and like versus like the 2 p.m. people who Mm -hmm. are coming to meet with a friend and they're like, oh yeah, we have to like herd people in. Being like, Mm -hmm. come on, this way. And they go, yeah, okay, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then it'd be like, and do you like coffee? And it's Mm -hmm. like, do you want milk with that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you almond milk? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I just thought that was very funny. And Mm -hmm. I talked to these people for like 10 minutes. Right. And we just laughed and had a great time. Right. About their job. And I think that's delightful.
1: Yeah. Seven to ten minutes on stage for you isn't enough.
2: No, and I realized, I was was like, I need an hour and a half.
1: Also, I was, I know, as you're going through your whole journey there. Yeah. I noticed. Thanks for letting me
2: talk for so long. (laughs) No,
1: no worries. (laughs) Makes my job easy. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I think directing is easy for you because the thing you can't teach with directing is vision. Yes, yes. Yeah, because all... So many of the things – I can't even think of, like, a bit that you've done that isn't sort of, like, having a lot of moving parts and intricate. It is, like – things need to go like this. It's not just, like, I'm going to pick up a microphone and I'm going to say a bit a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you. No, I think I like to put on spectacles. I I like to put on a show. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing is I really like to put on a show. Yeah. And I think that was, like, the thing that I was taught my – One of my mentors, um, Anders, who Mm -hmm. died last year, which was super, super, super-duper devastating and Mm -hmm. so sad. And I feel like Mm -hmm. doing the Addy show is kind of a way of, like, honoring him because I think he would have... I think he'd fucking love it. And I think he'd be really proud. Right. And I will not cry on this podcast unless you earn it, listeners at home. (laughs) Um, Because these tears, uh, they're sag tears, okay? (laughs) I'm an actor. um, (laughs) But I think he'd really, really be proud. And he... um, And a thing that he would always really hearken in is like the audience is 99% of the show.
0: Mm-hmm. There
2: wouldn't be a show if they weren't here. Right. Like, Oh yeah, it's great that you can pick up a microphone, but who are you going to talk to? Mm-hmm. And he also would always love to have the lights like on. Right. Because he was like, why is it that they're in the dark and you're in the light mm-hmm. and you're up high and tall and people are in the dark where it's like, this feels like this is a weird power imbalance, but like everyone's here for the same show. Right and it's very European, very like this is weird I'm mm. Swedish and cool <laughs> and I read books and listen to music <laughs> no one in America does <laughs> oh, but, but, he, but but also the show would start the second that you walked into the theater he said the show starts when the person buys the ticket yeah like it's the show the show is starting. and I always just had a very I just Uh, You know, and all of this is me speaking for myself personally. So if you're listening, being like, but I don't think that way about comedy. Amazing. You have your own point of view and perspective. Congratulations. That's awesome. I love that for you. (laughs) My my point of view and perspective for me is that, like, I don't enjoy being just on a lineup where it feels like when if you came to the show, you would just see a variety of people that don't really feel connected. And Mm -hmm. maybe you like one person or two people, but Mm -hmm. it didn't really feel like a full show, a full thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And with Everything's Great, with to Host, with Nick Kocher and Demi DeJuwebe, mm. that was like always an important thing for us of being like, we're going to have a lineup, but we're going to have hosting bits that we do throughout. And hopefully when people leave the show, they will say, what a great show. Yeah. I couldn't pick my favorite person. Yes. That just felt like I just saw a great piece of theater, a great mm. show. Yeah. Instead of I'm going out to see some something.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah.
2: And so I think when I go on stage, I'm like, okay. The way that I can do stand-up, quote-unquote, air quotes, is mm. that it's just a little one-person show for seven, ten minutes, and I get to do whatever I want right. for that time, so why not make it feel like a show? Right. All of my bits need to have like a finale, an ending. That's like, kind of the most important thing. I have to know how I started. I have to know how I it. Right. And in the middle, I get to figure out in real time with the audience, and that's exciting. But like the Ted Cruz bit that I do mm. always ends with him singing Someone Like You by Adele. Right. <laughs> because Which is- Yeah. And that always will happen no matter
1: what. And that's like a – so for the listeners, if you haven't gotten to witness this amazing bit, (laughs) uh, Addie, like, um, comes out on stage in, like, a medical gown and – A
2: mustache and a wig.
1: And a mustache and a wig as Ted Cruz uh, with amnesia. Yeah. But, like – they don't remember anything about what they've done or why people seem to hate them.
2: Yeah, this yeah. and also it's so funny how this came about. Yeah, you know, so I come up on stage and I go, someone, and I always have people introduce me as like Addie Weirich was supposed to perform, but we can't find her. And this guy is just wandering around backstage. Right. And then I wander on and I take the microphone and I look very scared mm-hmm. and I go, um, so I just woke up at the hospital and apparently I uh, hit my head and I mm-hmm. can't remember anything, but. Right apparently my name is Ted Cruz, <laughs> and you guys don't like me very much. What happened? Yeah, 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 What did I do? Right. And then I just make people in the audience raise their hands and just tell me what me as Ted Cruz, and it's just me slowly f- realizing and figuring I'm a very bad person. Right. Um, which is I just thought was really funny. And the reason how this character actually came about is that I was, it was like lockdown or whatever, all of the auditions that were coming in were like voiceover animated auditions. And mm-hmm. there was like an art cartoon president or some... There was some animated president show right. where they basically were like, pick any of these politicians and send in and say these monologues like them. Mm-hmm. And I was just listening to like fucking Leslie Graham mm-hmm. and Majorie Tell- Mergerie Marjor- Teller Green or whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah. Like just listening to these people who make me feel so bad, who make mm-hmm. me scared for myself and for my friends. Like and being like trying to make them sound, sound funny, mm-hmm. and I just hated it so much. And I was on the phone with my dad. And we have a great relationship, mm-hmm. especially with talking about comedy. It's one of my f- I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. I remember being so mad and being like, honestly, Dad, the only way that I'd ever do a fucking Ted Cruz impression is if I was like, oh, well, I just hit my head in the hospital. I can't remember who I am. Mm-hmm. But apparently my name is Ted Cruz. <laughs> you guys know who I am. And then mm-hmm. my dad and I were like, wait. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Wait, that's actually awesome. Right. Actually, I should just do that as a bit. Right. Um, I actually, I'm going to email my team and say, hey, I don't want to do this audition, um, but I do know what I want to do on my next show. <laughs>
1: um,
2: and I did the Ted Cruz. And honestly, I want to do the Ted Cruz bit for like 30, 45 minutes.
1: Yeah. I've only really
2: been able to do him for like 12, 15 max.
1: Right. Well, because it's not always, at least in, in how I've seen it, it's not always that the audience tells you like why they hate you.
2: Oh God, every audience is different. It's so funny. Yeah. There was one audience that was like the abortion show and mm. God, I loved it. I couldn't get a single man to tell me what an abortion was. <laughs> it was so, there's a recording of it online um. it, from, from Union Hall um, of last of last May. Oh, it, wow, Brooklyn. It was so funny <laughs> where, because because I just don't know, I just decided I just don't know what anything is. Right. Um, and so I'm like, do I have a family? Mm-hmm. And people are like, I finally, finally, someone's like, "Yes, and so, what? What is it?" Am I married to who? Am I married to a man, a woman? Right. Like, and sometimes the audience lies to me. Sometimes people were right. like, "You're gay," yeah. and, I, and I'm like, "Amazing, I love that." So that means I love gay people. And someone's right. like, "No," and I go, "What? That's so conflicting <laughs> for me." <laughs> um, and the other bit that you have to know, listeners at home, is that I have a Sharpie marker, and once mm-hmm. I start getting information about myself, I start writing it on my body. Memento style. Because the one thing that I remember is the day that I watched the movie Memento. Yep. That's the, and that also was, and that also came because I. Was doing a show on um, Naked Comedy, right. Sam's show, mm-hmm. um, and I did the Ted Cruz thing, and I was trying to find a piece of paper mm-hmm. to write down, but I actually couldn't find any paper, so mm-hmm. I just had the sharpie and ended up writing it on myself. Right. Which in hindsight is like all I've actually been doing this whole time is just like developing clown work, like it's right. just developing and experimenting it at the same time, which right. has been so fun to realize. Right. But um, I'll have people write on my forehead or all this kinds of stuff, and at this Brooklyn, at this Brooklyn show, I. Was like okay, so I love women. Mm-hmm. I have I have a wife and daughter. That means I love women. They are like no, and I go why not? Mm-hmm. And I get really sad about it. Oh, I go yeah. oh my god, what did I do?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it, some someone was like, you just don't have a good stance on like abortion. And I was like, well, what's abortion?
0: Uh-huh.
2: And they were like, well, and I was like, I just I don't I don't know what it is. Like, I'd right. love to learn what it is. What is abortion? Right. And like one guy was like, well, like when a man and a woman love each other very much. Like they kept not. Uh-huh. And then someone was like, you guys, you know what fucking is? I was like, do I know what fucking is?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, what is
2: fucking? And does it have anything to do with abortions? <laughs> and it's just very funny to be very clearly like a young woman mm-hmm. talking about it. And there was just a fun moment where I was like, I just want to, it's just, I was like, oh, wait a second. Hold on. It seems like not a single man I've talked to has been able to tell me what an abortion is. Uh-huh. Which makes me think, maybe this is something that, like, me, a guy, doesn't have to know about, right? <laughs> kind of sounds like it's, like, a lady thing. So maybe actually the reason why you guys don't know is because it's not important for us to know about, right? <laughs> and everyone was like, no,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's just so
2: fun to, like, you know, fuck with people. And also, uh, like, it also is, every show is different. There was this one person where I came out, mm-hmm. and I said, the, you know, who am I, what did I do? Everyone was really silent. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, and then one woman raised her hand, and she was like, I'll tell you who you are you're a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And she just tore into me sincerely. Yeah. Of, and then, and I took a big pause and I was like, I don't want to be Ted Cruz anymore. <laughs> that sounds, what is your name, Steven? My name is Steven now also. <laughs> and like that show just because this one woman just completely. Right. So then that, that whole show just turned into Ted Cruz, not wanting to be Ted Cruz. Right. And wanting just to be a new person and like right his wrongs. Right. Um, it's very funny how one show was just that, like, a Ted, I ended up being gay and trans. Right. And loving that. I think I
1: was there for that one. Uh, that was what I was remembering. People lying to you. Yeah, people
2: lying to you. Oh, yeah, no, yo, you're gay. I'm gay. <laughs> you're so gay. I love it.
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
2: amazing. Does that mean that I. But it was this very. And I think they, this is, the audience creates the Ted Cruz that they want. One person was like, You don't like Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, What is a Mexican? Mm-hmm. And they said, Someone with brown skin. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's what a Mexican is.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: to someone who has brown skin, that's it. So anybody who has brown skin is a Mexican. Uh-huh. And then they were like, well, "Um, well, no, they also have a mustache." And I go, "Okay, Ooh. can we just get a poll of everybody in the in the oh, room?" Boy. And like that also is very right. interesting, just to be, because again, it's not um, I'm just to be like, "I think actually, I think actually, I don't know if you're right," mm-hmm. or just be like, "Okay," or, or or I'll also tell the audience, like, "This is up to you," right. I might remember I might wake up and remember things tomorrow. Like right. this is up to It seems like I'm important and scary and mm-hmm. bad.
1: Right.
0: So
2: you have to and again it's just me fucking it's just me playing with the audience. Right. Because I love them so much. Yes. I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. They make me so happy. I know Julie Garland used to be like fuck you to the audience behind <laughs> the curtain. But like I and that's all the Addy show is, which for people who don't know, is a show that I'm doing at Dynasty Typewriter. Right. Just incredible. which is, incre- which is
1: well, the abbreviated name, the Addy Show, versus, what was the whole name?
2: It was the Addy Show featuring special guests, you, the audience.
1: No, before Which that, the Addy Show, oh, the Addy
2: Show, aka what I must do so that I don't kill everyone and blow my life up, <laughs> <laughs> kill everybody that I love know, and love and blow my life up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It has. It has to be.
1: Yeah, that's a funnier contrast with a, a flyer with the bunch of your faces on it smiling
2: yes <laughs> yeah yeah well because it's like me in the audience yeah mm-hmm. yeah we'll see what the next poster looks like
1: I mean with that in mind like so I just saw that you have hide written on the wall oh yes Hello.
2: yes high hi on the wall yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> how, how much have you like put into this house that's just like very much addy
2: Oh, almost nothing at all. This. Oh, okay. oh no. My, the thing that I've put into this house, so I live, mm-hmm. I, I moved in with my partner. This is the first time I've ever mm-hmm. lived with a romantic person. Mm-hmm. And um, I have my own room. Oh, cool. And that room I'm responsible for. Both right. in mess and creative sense. Got it. The rest of this home, again, I'm not an interior designer. It mm-hmm. has been so nice just to kind of enter into a home that already looks like an adult lives here. Right. Instead of me having to try to figure out what an adult home is supposed to look like. Oh, which I Which I've never been able to find.
1: I, I had the reverse where... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) my roommate is almost a clinical depressive yeah and uh i mean yeah i i with me things got framed yeah and they're properly on a wall yeah and uh there are plants yeah yeah and there's color my adhd
2: just really prevents me i like can't frame something it's so difficult because Mm -hmm. i'm like well if i frame it and i hang it up what if i want to change my mind about where i want to hang it up later I mm-hmm. have. I put a nail on the wall, what's going to go on? And, like, in my office, there's a lot of stuff on the wall, but mm-hmm. it actually is just no cards taped up from, mm-hmm. like, me figuring out shows. Right. And I it's know. so nice that, like, he's just put up his own artwork. Right. And I get to go, okay, yeah, I like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, what, do you have a thing against Spackle, Addy?
2: No, I just, I it just literally, Jake, it just isn't, it doesn't light my brain up, so my brain sure. doesn't want to do it. Fair it, I only want to do it if I'm doing it with a friend and we're mm-hmm. having like a fun DIY project but I right. really home improvement it just really doesn't like my one of my best friends Megan Megan Batune, it mm-hmm. lights her brain up It is she is a designer she
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I thought of her when mm-hmm. I, I literally texted her be like Megan I am a director you're a designer these are the that's what it is because we had been having um, like discussions of like what is mm-hmm. it what are we doing right um, uh, and it was uh, c- cool to mm-hmm. be like oh no I'm not
0: mm-hmm. um <laughs>
2: Which is so fun because I love that. I love knowing what I don't, I love knowing what I'm not good at so then I can just work with people who are good at those things. Right, right, right. And then we can be powerful and right. awesome and have an awesome time.
1: Right. Now, back to the Addy show. Of course. You're, so it, I mean, technically it's a solo show. Yeah. But, and with a lot of solo shows, there is, there's sometimes there can be a lot of audience interaction. Mm-hmm. But how did you come up with taking it to another level where every single audience member mm-hmm. will be participating.
2: Yes, I think I how did that happen? I with envelopes
1: with directions. Yes,
2: envelopes with directions inside of them. I um I had this idea like about a year ago. I was mm-hmm. like, I really want. I just think there's so something so fun of doing a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was, I was like, I just think there's just something so fun of just like having. Essentially, I'm I'm describing directing. I was right. like directing the audience on right. how to enjoy the show, how to do the show. Right. And I think there's something as also as, as someone who has ADHD. Sometimes I just love to be told what to do. Mm. Like it's so I don't have to decide. I don't have to choose.
0: Right. Like.
2: If, like if someone is like, I wash the dishes and do it this way, I go, oh, I can do this for an hour. Mm. I just have to know, Just you're, you're, and you're showing me how you want me to do it, done. Mm. I do not like cleaning. Mm. Or, 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 or sorry, I have historically not liked cleaning. All of the places that I've lived before have been extremely messy and cluttered. Mm. That is not because I enjoy living in that way in space. It is mm. because... I didn't know how to clean that space and right. no one was telling me this is how you do it. Right. I walk into this home and my partner's extremely clean mm. and he's like, this is how you clean the kitchen. I love cleaning this place now because I just know how to do it. Right. I know where things go because someone tells me this is where this thing has gone. I don't right. have to decide right. where it goes. Because right. also I don't enjoy doing it and it doesn't mm-hmm. give me dopamine. And if mm. it, Completing a task gives me dopamine, but figuring out Coming up with an organizational system makes mm-hmm. my brain break and bleed. Mm-hmm. Right. Just following one that's already been given to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Right. So for the Addy show, I'm like, I feel like an audience member. I just want to give them, without a doubt, this is all, I'm giving you a clear direction. This is how I, this is what I want you to do. Right. And you will have fun. If you trust mm-hmm. me, you will. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you though, so I'm being vulnerable. Right. I'm asking you to help me right. do this show. Right. But and also I you to trust me that mm-hmm. if you do what I say we're all going to have a really fun time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I and, mean, uh, yeah. they bought they paid for a ticket so they're they're in for you know.
2: Yeah, but it's but it's this, you know, it's it's this it's this fun thing too of like um and and this is the everything happens for a reason, everything happens as it should. Um, I prepared for the show to sell out because I was like I don't want the show to sell out and then therefore that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I only want it to be a good thing. So I prepared for the show to sell out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that means like about 200 people. Right. And I was like, well, maybe instead of making 200 envelopes. Because I really liked the idea of someone walking into the theater and seeing all these envelopes and you have to pick a number. Right. Someone was like, you just give them to them. But I really like the idea that someone gets to pick a number that speaks to them. Sure. I think there's something really funny and interesting about like numbers are just simply like unemotional metric units. Yeah. And yet we're like, I love 23. Oh,
1: I, I definitely picked the numbers because of that. Yeah, what'd you pick? I picked 87 because I was born in 1987. Uh-huh. And then I picked the very last number.
2: 150. Yeah. Yeah, because you're like, what could that be?
1: Because I, I th- 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 thought it would be the end of the show.
2: Right, you thought, haha, you thought wrong. <laughs> 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 and I thought someone would think that, and that's why I didn't put it at the end of the show. Uh-huh. Um, I crowd surfed at the end. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, yeah. Very meticulously planned, but mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of someone like having to pick a relationship with a number. But mm-hmm. what ended up happening was that the show did not sell out. It was a Friday at ten thirty. It was mm-hmm. new. I'm not famous. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. I am. I am doing well for myself, but mm-hmm. it would, you would be a liar and you would be a liar and you'd be mean to me if you said no out of your famous. So let's just say that I'm not. Mm-hmm. One day I will be. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you, do, you deserve to be.
2: Oh, hey, thank you so much. I've always, people have asked me before, do you want to be famous? And I've always just said like, you know, there's just a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of things I wanna do mm-hmm. and I think I'm gonna do them really well. And right. I think and I think a lot of people are gonna connect with them. Right. And because of that I think I'm gonna be really famous and rich. <laughs> right. And I was like and that's gonna be really cool. Right. But it's really is because there's just a couple things I really wanna do. Yeah. Like some T V shows and movies and live shows and stuff that right. I really wanna do and I think I could really fucking crush. Yeah. I think people are gonna love that and then I just know how much Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. makes i guess or ryan reynolds or whatever
1: well i think that you'll end up making getty images more fun (gasps) me too (laughs) yeah
2: i mean the thing is is that oh i already have plans for getty i mean i think there's something i mean it's so so fun i mean it's just so fun to be so silly and i think that also is like i told dynasty when we were doing our tech meeting i was like i want the addy show to be like a regular show except a little bit different Mm. and like that's all of it. So you know the show did not sell out. It was only 50, 60 people. Right. What ended up happening therefore was that everyone had to have two to three numbers. Yes. That was not the plan. Right. Beautiful mm-hmm. mistake. Right. Because what ended up happening, people were like, actually Addie, we want more envelopes. Mm-hmm. Because once you a number of yours was called, right. you're still in the game. Mm-hmm. You still have to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. You still might be called up on stage. Right. Um And I love that I put the envelopes on the stage on purpose right? so that you have to walk up on stage to pick your numbers out, Mm -hmm. which again is further being like the stage is not just the stage. The stage is a part of this room, and this room is where the show is going to be. Mm
0: -hmm. You are
2: in the show. You are a part of the show. I'm like leading it. right? Um, I'm in character. I'm I'm playing my Uncle Eddie in the lobby because again, when you walk into the theater, the show has started.
1: Yeah, I love that. You're true to your word with that. Thank you. And there's only a few other shows that I've ever seen that are like that. The Walsh brothers, who were like a brother duo, one of them still lives here, but they were from Boston. They used to have a midnight show at UCB. Yeah, yeah. And yes,
2: people were like, "This feels very much like late night UCB shows," which yeah. is what I was raised on.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The
2: Walsh brothers. What would they do? They would, you
1: know. No, but when people were standing online line on Franklin, yeah, they would have like like just a group of people on the show dressed up differently than they were gonna perform on the show just interacting with the crowd
2: you just it's so why not yeah the show has started people have paid like and and I just think that for me I the way that I view it for myself is like I have a responsibility.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. like
2: people I am so grateful thank you for paying money Mm -hmm. to come see me do a thing that makes me feel alive like Mm -hmm. like I have to be grateful to the audience I have a responsibility to give them a great night like Mm -hmm. fuck me Mm -hmm. big time if I am rude to my audience or Mm -hmm. don't treat them with respect or start late or don't like or treat them anything other than like they're the special guest Mm -hmm. you are the thing that is making it special tonight right I'm just doing what I'm doing constantly Yes, I do this all. I am like this all the time. Uh-huh. Thank you for thank you for wanting to see this or believing in this for, right. for 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 you're telling me that this brings you joy. Like right. someone asked me, you know, um, they're like do you ever get, you know, jealous or envious of people who are happy to like just be at home with their partner and their cat? Right, and I was like, sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. I was like, that sounds, and I also, but but also no, because <laughs> if that is what they. <laughs> want to do like
0: right. if you're
2: doing something that works for you that makes you so happy right. that is exactly what you should be doing it's yeah. equity not equality
0: right. equity
2: is everyone gets what they need equality is everyone gets the exact same but that's right. not that's not how you live that's right. not the problem with communism like mm-hmm. you're not like you need to be you need people just need their needs met and right. like and also those people need a funny tv show some people need to go to a comedy show and mm-hmm. see someone on stage and i need to be on stage performing Mm -hmm. And for me to be like, wow, everyone's actually getting their needs met right now and Mm -hmm. no one is feeling bad about this. Right. How amazing. Yeah. You can think about that as like kink shaming and stuff. If someone Mm. is like, I need to be domed and someone Mm. is like, and I need to dom. like that's Then you're like, amazing. There's no shame here on, well, you shouldn't or you should want. Right. Again, should is never going to work. No. Never going to work. So to me, I was like, I have a responsibility where like Mm. people are going to be coming in. It's going to be late. 10.30 Yeah. 10:30 p.m. People are gonna right. be tired on a Friday night.
0: Uh-huh.
2: They've paid about 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's that's lunch. Yeah. They've paid like a meal to yeah. be yeah. here yeah. at night. Yeah, and it's just me. No one mm-hmm. else in the lineup. No, nope. them. They don't know it. So I need to make sure that I am in character, and I need to make sure the show is starting, mm-hmm. so that also people are getting used to talking to me, mm-hmm. but that also they're not just like awkwardly waiting in line. I'm introducing people to each other. I'm making them laugh already. I'm right. I'm I'm asking them a thing that I ended up asking people all the time was like um, are, do you know what's happening or are you confused?
0: Right. And people would be
2: like, No, I know what's happening. I'd be like, Okay, well then tell me what's happening. And they'd be mm. like, We're seeing the Addy show. And I go, No. You're walking onto the stage, mm. you're picking at an envelope, <laughs> maybe two or three, because Addy thought that the show was gonna sell. I don't know why she thought that. She's very uh. ambitious. And uh. I also get to like talk about myself and make fun of myself.
1: Right. You had to catch yourself several times referring to you in the first person versus you in the third Which is so
2: funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved doing that. I yeah. love I love making mistakes in front of people. Right. And then just having So much fun with it because yeah, I mean
1: that's where the clown in you comes out.
2: Yes, and then everybody else knows that it is also okay for them to make a mistake on stage or just in general in their life, right? Because like that's just how life goes, and Mm. improv is life.
1: (laughs) Wow, improv is
2: life. Improv is life. Okay, yeah, take that, Ted Lasso. (laughs) Improv is life. It is, and it really is, Ted Lasso. And you know, someone once asked me, Addie, where do you feel the most at home that isn't your home? And I took a pause and I was like. Yeah, kill me. It's the stage. I was like, mm-hmm. it's the stage. I was mm-hmm. like, improv is life, and I and my home is the stage. I was right. like, it's. I I, I don't want to no. be this person, but I am this person, and I do want to be this person. So yeah, but don't apologize.
1: I mean, yeah, you don't need to apologize for that. And I, I mean, I feel for you when you feel like you're inappropriate in places.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't have to feel like that.
2: Well, and I don't because then I put myself in places where it feels appropriate for me to be. Right. Or I also go to therapy mm-hmm. in Al-Anon. Mm -hmm. And I learn Mm -hmm. and I also learn like, you know, okay, hey, you know, I feel the most like myself and I feel the most appropriate Mm -hmm. when I am on stage or I am on set. Amazing. That's great to know. Am Mm -hmm. I on stage or on set all the time? No. No. So when I'm at a lunch Mm -hmm. with some friends. Sure. Do I have to tell a story that takes up 10 minutes? No.
0: <laughs> am I going to
2: have fun not telling a story that takes 10 minutes? Maybe no. Right. That's okay. Yeah. I can try to find fun in other things. Right. And I just know that this is just kind of who I am. Right. And then when I have friends who are like, Addie, I want you just to tell this story for as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. I feel so comforted by them. Right. And then when I have people, you know, or if I'm with people where it's like, okay, this is, this is just me reading the room. Mm-hmm. This room does not want the Addie show. Mm-hmm. You know, this room doesn't mm-hmm. want this room wants to be having dinner or being at this party, right? And so, how do I want to have fun here tonight? And I also can leave.
1: <laughs> and I
2: also can leave. I also don't have to people please everybody.
1: Yeah, you can always leave.
2: No, and you can always leave. Yeah, who cares? My, I, my, my sponsor at, in mm-hmm. Al-Anon, she was like, when you stop people pleasing, people stop being pleased. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it down and used mm-hmm. it as a bookmark <laughs> for mm-hmm. every book that I was reading. I just right. wrote it everywhere. Because it really was like, right, I'm gonna start saying no to things and no to people, mm-hmm. and people won't be happy about it, and that is what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And that's good. Yeah. And that's fine. Because when you stop people pleasing, people stop being pleased, but yeah. you're mm-hmm. good. And it's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's really fine. And, you <laughs> know, so also, you know, some people have asked me to do some comedy shows, and I've been saying no yeah. to doing shows yeah. because I just kind of really just wanna do the Addy show.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Even though that sucks, I want to make people happy so much. Mm-hmm. So I want to say, yes, 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 of course I'll do anything you want me to do. Right. But you that's know?
1: where, you know, you have to under... Like, you have to set boundaries for yourself and understand you... I mean, as amazing as you can be, like... I mean, everybody has limitations. Uh, I mean, I find that out when I fool myself into thinking I'm just going to lie down for 10 minutes at 2 in the morning yeah and then I'll get back to work yeah and then uh, yeah I wake up and it's uh, 6.30 I'm like well that didn't work again for the 200th time
2: and you'll find out what works for you too or you'll be like oh maybe I maybe my body just really needed sleep Mm -hmm. and who knows the kind of work that I would have done at that time right you know and then you try something different the next time yeah I feel like it's embracing failure which is an improv thing Mm is always like the best
1: right well, that's – to go back to, like, there's something you brought up earlier about not doing stand-up with a capital S, capital U, or, like, what did that even means. I think the kind of unspoken beauty of stand-up mm-hmm. is that you're just given a microphone and a mic stand. You can do it like a bunch of other people have done it for decades past, but you can kind of do whatever you want.
2: Yeah, I did I did start telling people, though, I'm like, you can – like, oh, do you do stand-up? Or I'm like, well, you come to a show, see me perform comedy. Mm-hmm. I did just start saying that I was just performing comedy right? because because I was like, I think stand-up, I was like, I think there just starts to be, people have too many ideas. Words are important. Mm-hmm. Like that. that's why you have like words. We use words is just our first line of defense of how to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And if you say, I am a stand-up, someone is going to probably think more George Carlin, P. Holmes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, Nicole Byer, like, mm-hmm. or, or or Ali Wong, like, right. you know, of just set up punchlines, mm-hmm. like, this kind of thing. John Mulaney, right. like, you know, Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little more storytelling, Cat Williams, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. They're not going to think as much Natalie Palamides. Right. Um, who is one of my favorite people to see, to watch perform Same. ever. It yeah. makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. Or they also might not think Jeff Dunham.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> not to
2: say Natalie to Jeff but like puppets. But are these people not making people laugh? Are they sure. not? And at a certain point, it's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And also, most people don't know who anyone in the comedy world is. Yeah. YouTubers are more famous. Yeah. They have millions of subscribers. Mm-hmm. People don't know who you are. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. No. What are you doing? Are you <laughs> having fun on stage? No. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you being mean to people backstage? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's happening here?
1: That uh, definitely, I've, I've, I feel like I've been in comedy long enough where I incidentally just end up giving advice to people who are just starting out because they're like, oh, I use the bureau or whatever. And I find myself always saying like, this may sound dumb, but you na- need to absolutely make sure that you're always having fun.
2: You have to. This is supposed to be fun. fun. I wasn't having fun when I was in New York. I realized right. I was in New York for five years, and by the end of it, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not having fun. Mm-hmm. And I came to L.A., and I was like, I'm not having fun. What's happening? And I was like, I am too, like, young and financially stable and in too fun of a city to not be having fun. Right. Like, I had a full-time job, mm-hmm. and I was booking some commercials, and I was like, what? Why am I going on stage and telling jokes that I think people want me to say or, mm-hmm. like, doing characters that people I, that I think people want me to do? Mm-hmm. And that's when I started, and that's when I also started doing Everything's Great with Nick and Demi. Right. And that's when, because of that, I was like, okay, well, I always know that I'll always have 10 minutes right. on this big show. Right. And that's when I was like, I've never done karate on stage. Right. How can I do karate?
1: <laughs> <laughs> how can I... How can I
2: make karate funny? And I yeah, was like, yeah. and I'm good at it. So right. I can't, the joke can't be mm-hmm. bad karate. Mm-hmm. No. I'm mm-hmm. really good at karate. So yeah. how can this be? And I was like, well, I guess I just have to... if. Then the joke, you just have to do opposites and stuff. So if I'm really – if something is high-skill, it should be for a – if something is high-stakes, it should be for a low-stakes reason. Right. So it's like me fighting the urge to not look at my phone Mm
0: -hmm. when I wake up in
2: the morning. And I say that, and then I go, honkshu, honkshu. And then the Mortal Kombat theme song plays, and Mm -hmm. I do this whole – Piece. Mm-hmm. And I say, I say I'm going to do some impressions for you. So this is like an impression. Right. Which also is funny, I think, to, to say, I'm just doing some stupid impressions. And then I do a very intricate, crazy thing. Yeah. And I did it on a bunch of shows, on a bunch mm-hmm. of tiny little stages. And it was so fun to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I would do that. I would also sometimes sing a song. Right, a comedy song i had. if you got trauma, then you know I wanna take you out this Saturday night.
1: Ooh, <laughs> ooh.
2: I would sing that, and I did this one show.
1: Is that one of your songs?
2: One of my songs, uh, not on the album. <laughs> <a> song. <laughs> I just have an amazing voice. Um, but I did this show, and a guy came up, two people after me, and instead of doing his set, he just tore into mine. Oh, yeah, he was just like, you know. Oh, I wish I was a pretty girl who could just do whatever she wants and gets laughs up here. Mm. And also, like, I carried, like, a broom around, too, because right. I used a broom. And, and he was like, you know, I saw you carrying around with this broom. Like, aren't you trying to be a feminist? Why are you carrying a broom around? And, like, just seeing him, and I was like, oh, this is so sad that you're so threatened by this. Mm-hmm. And it made me really feel for my younger self, because I tried doing stand-up when I was 16, 17, 18. Right. And, like, I was doing improv at UCB, mm-hmm. like, with adults when I was 15, 16. Yeah. So, this is making a sound. Mm -hmm. I'm playing with my water bottle and it's making a sound. Um, So, I also was trying to do stand-up. And I have a very specific memory of being 17 Mm -hmm. in New York, going to an open mic. And I went up kind of first or second. And all of the guys, it was only guys in the room. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like fucking cliche that this was my experience, which is annoying because it was real. Mm -hmm. All the guys after me just made jokes about how they couldn't wait till I turned 18. (sighs) And it's like, why? how Mm -hmm. am I supposed to want to go back to that room? I'd be a psychopath. If right. I, I'd be, I would have some real bad daddy issues to figure out if I was like, I've got to get back in that room. Right, right, like, right. i got to go back there. No one is supportive of my jokes. No one's laughing. No one's coming up afterwards being like, hey, you're really funny. This is a joke pitch. It was right. just like talking about me while they were on stage and then no one talked to me afterwards. And it was like, why would I go back into that community and into that area
0: Absolutely. when I could
2: just go back to my improv team where like if a guy's being weird on the team, he's not on the team anymore. Right. Or if a girl is being horrible on the team, she's not on the team anymore because they're a team. Right. And so there actually is like some – there's some – there's there's some barrier. There's some gatekeeping in a good way. Yeah, yeah. There's – versus like a – yeah, I knew that Louis C.K. was jerking it in front of people mm-hmm. for years before it seemed like everybody else did mm-hmm. because word gets around. Right. I just, like, knew about that somehow. Mm-hmm. I just had heard from someone from someone mm-hmm. that he would, like, jack off in front of people. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he still goes to books on shows. So it's extremely difficult. It's, like, a crazy – it's a very <gasps> specific, weird environment with oh, yeah. individual people booking other individual people. Of course, he keeps getting booked around in an improv community. It's way too tight knit. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get away with shit.
1: No, and then people
2: are gonna find out. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like that's getting better in Up. Although, I mean, CK just came out with a special on April Fool's Day.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it, it wasn't a prank. Well, that I mean, well then, well then, if we get into like my, not so much my hot takes. I don't. Mm-hmm. This, I think this is just a like gentle, healthy take mm-hmm. on Louis CK and Dave Chappelle and and people. Is that like. People, they're allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. And they're going to. Yep. And the thing that I always just think is interesting mm-hmm. of people who are like, you can't say anything these days. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, you can. You can yeah. say whatever you want. You're just upset that people are upset now.
1: Right, right, right.
2: People are just – you're allowed to say whatever you want, and I'm allowed to not like it. Yeah. I'm so. allowed to not buy your special. Mm-hmm. like. You know, and the thing about comedy is that like comedy is a weird one because comedy is supposed to hold a mirror to reality, and reality is always evolving. Mm-hmm. So the comedy also has to always evolve. Comedies are not supposed to hold up. Right. The only comedies that hold up are like Angry Birds.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's <laughs> like it's animated. It's it's uh-huh. animated physical humor.
0: Sure.
2: Dad Dad legs from onward mm-hmm. is some of the funniest shit because it is like slapstick clown comedia dell'arte
0: mm-hmm.
2: comedy. Stuff that is more like written, that mm. is more talking about the context of what's happening in the world. Right. Like, it's you have to... Uh, the, the Onion articles, there are a lot of Onion articles that might not hit as hard if mm. you don't know the politics that was happening at that time. Right. Because you just have to have context. Mm. Or that someone even referencing a trans person would be so crazy because no one at that time was. Right. So, so actually them just even including a trans person in their joke... Mm -hmm. was, like, in the context of this situation. Like, it's Mm -hmm. so, and it's not like, oh, then that's good or bad. It's like, it was just part of a a history log. Um, And so with Dave Chappelle and Louis C.K., it's like, Of course he had a special come out. It would be actually pretty insane if we as a full society decided on something together. Right. And that it would be something as nuanced as freedom of speech.
0: (laughs) Like,
2: we clearly have not come together on the nuance of freedom of speech. No. But it's like, am I going to watch the WCK special? No. No.
1: He's creatively regressed anyway.
2: Yeah, and I and I honestly wouldn't even know because I just really haven't. I'm just like I have one life to live on here, and like, sure. unless he's dragging my name specifically, or someone's mm-hmm. like this. You ha- he he fell in a really funny way and then caught fire and. Right. The whole place, uh-huh. and but then also was okay and did five backflips. They'd be like, "Well, this I gotta see." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this just seems like a feat of human survival. I don't care
1: yeah. what someone
2: said. I'm That's I'm not above America's funniest home videos.
1: That's <laughs> a weirdly high, like high, but very specific type of bar to clear.
2: <laughs> sure. So good luck if he does it. Otherwise, yeah. I won't be watching. Yeah. Fair. The Dave Chappelle one. I was watching it and I was like, "This doesn't make me feel good." I turned it off. Right. Someone was like, "Well, did you finish it?" And I was like, "No." And I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with not being able to have a full conversation about it because I was like, this is just making me sad. Yeah. And it's a Thursday, and I went to watch something funny.
1: Yeah. And
2: I was like, maybe this would be funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it wasn't for me.
1: Yeah. And you don't need to. I mean, I I will tell you, I don't finish most specials because uh, I watch mm. almost all of them. Mm-hmm. And if <clears throat> if I'm not laughing, and this is the real kicker, if I can like predict your punchlines... Then I'm stopping. Oh, but
2: isn't this so funny, too? Because I also, because when you're watching someone special, though, you can't just turn it off or go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And that is why Dynasty Typewriter was like, do you want to live stream the Addy show? And I was like, no.
0: Mm
2: I was like, I really don't. I want the thing that is special is that we are here now in this room together. Right. And I don't want you to be able to click out. There's Mm -hmm. this one performer I saw in New York on this, like, alt show. Mm -hmm. I need to remember his name. He came out and he just stood on stage and he was just silent for like forty five seconds a minute, mm-hmm. just looking at everybody in the eye. It was so uncomfortable. No one has having their phone out. No one can leave because everyone's just waiting. And that is part of it. Right. That the way he is doing that on purpose. Right. And then he goes hello,
0: uh-huh. and,
2: and everyone laughs because he just said something and just being like like uh-huh. evening. like everyone is and then he just is quiet for another minute. Yeah. And everyone's like what. Happening, mm. and that is on purpose, and that is so fucking funny, and that would not work as well on on TV. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking at my phone, I'd be like, okay, this guy's gonna talk any second now, and then I'm looking at my phone, gonna talk any second now. What's happening here? Huh? Interesting, sure. interesting. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you miss the gravitas of it, right? You miss the feeling that's so special about a live performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so tape specials are always just interesting mm-hmm. to me in general for that
1: sense, right?
2: I feel like we've yet to. I think there's going to be a way it's interactive. Do I know my prediction for the future of TV and film?
1: Absolutely, I do.
2: Okay, one, I think everything's going to be mocap.
1: Okay.
0: I
2: think everything's going to be mocap, just like in Avatar 2, uh-huh. how Gurney Weaver played a little girl.
0: Uh-huh. A little
2: blue girl, but a little right. girl. Right. And also, like little blue girl who, like, what is the ethnicity of that little blue girl? Because uh, I don't really know if it's like white exactly, yeah. but she's blue or like whatever. Okay,
1: yeah, I don't think James Cameron thinks about that.
2: No, I don't think he definitely doesn't because there's a lot of ones who kind of talk to, like they weren't played by <laughs> white people, <and> they were, <laughs> but no one knows because it's mocap. So I think the same way that we talk about, like, oh, did you know this Judd Apatow movie was shot on thirty five millimeter. This is shot on film. Shot on film, right? Versus digital. I think there'll be things where everything will be shot on mocap, right? And then if they'll be like, "Whoa, did you hear this movie was shot real?"
0: Yeah. like that's
2: what she actually looks like, right? Because then you have people like Meryl Streep being able to play an eighteen-year-old, right? And I do think because I do, I, I just think, and again, will I live to see this? I don't know. Who mm-hmm. knows? But I do think I want to see. Like, I do think there is something kind of charming and funny mm-hmm. about like the white people of, like, the 40s and 30s where, like, only white people were, like, allowed other white people to be actors. So they're like, I'm going to play Hispanic, and I'm going to eat what a Hispanic woman eats and walk like an Hispanic woman and and see how she sees and talk Mm. how she talks. (laughs) And there's something very kind of charming and investigative journalistic about that. Sure. And I really want to see the day where there's a black woman who Mm. gets to play a white woman or something Mm, on TV in mocap or gets to play a white man or something and does a character study on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe hopefully this way race relations will be a lot better and stuff <laughs> like that. or maybe everyone's playing dogs. I just think that that will exist. Sure. I don't know how it is <laughs> or how people will feel about it. Right. but I think everything will be mo capped mm-hmm. and budgets will be super low because of it. and mm-hmm. I think there will be and I also think everything will be VR. Right. So you will watch everything in VR headsets uh-huh. so like you're there.
1: Do you know of this movie called the Congress?
2: The Congress? Yeah, no.
1: Stars Robin Wright, and it's imagining a future kind of like you're describing, except everybody's on drugs. Mm. Um, and that like,
2: also might be the future. Hey, I'm not. I'm not saying there's not drugs. Drugs involved in the mocap. Yes. world. <laughs> if, it's, not
1: if it's not VR and mocap, sure. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think drugs survive for sure. Right. <laughs> Humans will always be addic- addicted to something.
1: But even more than mocap, so basically, the movie starts off with like Robin Wright basically selling the rights to her essence, and then they like cool. d- they. Do a uh, like a three sixty like mocap like capture of her so they can just make her in a movie without her acting.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can also do that. There's like all these ways, mm-hmm. but you can also create like, but in the same way of animation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally. We, I mean, we're already doing it. I just think it's going to be the way that all movies are made. Right. I think it's going to be the standard. Right. Um, and I think that will be really interesting to fund. I'm. I am expressing. I'm trying to predict what if we survive climate change. Sure. I'm trying to predict what Hollywood will look like in like 175 years. Right. Like the boring mundane mm-hmm. of Hollywood in about 150, 175 years. Right. Again, if we, if I survived the earthquake, I'm really scared about this earthquake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it keeps coming up because it's in my head. The right. scientists say it should have happened by now. That's terrifying.
1: But that, I mean, I used <laughs> to live in LA in the mid-90s and I moved all over the country and I, now I've lived here since too. They've always been saying that.
2: Yeah. They've always been saying it shouldn't happen by now because they're They're correct.
1: Uh They have always been saying that. That that
2: doesn't make me feel better. That makes it feel worse. It feels like it's definitely going to happen today.
1: I'm it definitely sorry. feels like
2: this episode's not gonna get released. No, it'll get released because <laughs> I'll be dead and it'll be in poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the thing is that uh-huh. really made me pissed off? I was thinking about the big one, and I was thinking about how I might not survive, or how like a lot of people might not survive. Right. Um, people that I know and love, and then I was thinking about like, well, the Oscars definitely aren't happening that year,
0: uh-huh. and
2: then I was like, I don't know how Hollywood is gonna recover. Uh-huh. from the big one and right. then I started just getting so pissed off at Robert De Niro and Meryl Streep yeah. I was like oh wow you got to have a nice full long career <laughs> I might have to join the army uh-huh. <laughs> like, I might not even get to be in my 50s and be like why are there there's no roles for older women because I might be in the fucking army right, <laughs> fighting climate <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs>
2: like in the Peace Corps, fighting the climate.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: like in the global army, because we're fighting climate. I was mm-hmm. like, I got really mad. I still am a little bit. Um,
1: I mean, I don't know if this will be a consolation, but, you know. Probably
2: they're... not. I'm in a dark place. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, keep going. What is it? Consolation what?
1: Um, you know, like in Kiev, there are people just doing comedy while the war's happening.
2: Yeah, I mean, as they should be. But, get... are, they, but, but are they testing for SNL? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if their English is up to snuff it. yet
2: <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I mean I think I mean well that's the thing of course it'll exist yeah pandemic didn't completely shut down no. everything no. but it shut down a lot of normal stuff yeah it really stopped the stuff that I was doing now right. then there's a the way of like everything happens for a reason everything is made better by everything else and like mm-hmm. sure that's the only way to think <laughs> about things that's the only <laughs> way that it is
1: Is that what brings you comfort?
2: That everything, like, happens happens for for a reason reason or something?
1: Everything makes everything else better or something like that?
2: Yeah, I just kind of always, I like the good things lead to bad things lead to good things lead to bad things lead to good things lead to bad things. And it's Mm -hmm. like, and that, like, I can't see around corners and Mm -hmm. that, like, just the clarity that I have today about what I would want to tell my 13-year-old self or 14-year-old self is just so clear. Sure. And so, if I can imagine what my eighty-five-year-old self would tell me today, mm-hmm. that also feels clear. Okay. And so, just to be like, I know time will pass, right. and I know this moment that I'm in right now will not, will soon be in the past. Right. I mean, so do so you know what Al-Anon is?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So al is not AA. It's if All you've right. been affected by someone else's drinking or sobriety. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying that for people at home, not for you, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of sayings of like, we can't see around corners, mm-hmm. and like more will be revealed. Right. And like one day at a time, easy does it. And it mm-hmm. really is. There's even the phrase, I love this one, you might be right. Like mm-hmm. if and I can say it to myself sometimes or someone mm-hmm. else where I'm like, well, what if the earthquake happens tomorrow? I don't mm-hmm. know. Adi, yeah, you might be right. Mm-hmm. You also might be wrong, but you might be right. I don't know. Uh-huh. And like the thing of you might be is because like mm-hmm. we don't know. No. It's like I have to tell my anxiety or anything like, yeah, I don't know. You might be right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I might book this big thing. Oh, yeah, you might be right. right. I might not book this thing. Yeah, you might be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I do <don't> <laughs> It doesn't, like, happen. Where are your feet right now? Where are you right now? Right. Yeah, I'm on my couch. Everything's fine. (laughs) I'm on a couch. My dog is asleep next to me. Everything is good. I'm talking to a friend on a beautiful sunny day in Los Angeles. Yeah. And people are doing comedy in Kiev.
1: Like. Right. That was, like, the gradually coming to awareness of those things, like, the days after the 2016 election were comforting. Of, like, oh, okay, today the world didn't end?
2: Yeah. But it also – but it still was, like – But also still, but, but, man, I mean, even that though is, no, but that's also hard because my brain literally just goes, because (laughs) I remember how bad and sad and horrible Mm -hmm. that felt the days after 2016. And then of being like, okay, but nothing bad is literally happening right now in this moment, but I can feel it. And then when Roe v. Wade got overturned, Mm -hmm. I was like, there it is. Mm -hmm. That's what I was feeling in 2016 was this is going to go. We're going to lose this right. And everyone's like, no, well, it won't happen, but it's going to happen. Right. And it did happen. Right. And and that's the – and my anxiety loves that because my anxiety is like, you see, you're right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The fear that you had there is actually a correct fear. Right. But where my anxiety is wrong is that I am okay and safe mm-hmm. and that um, mm-hmm. I'm not responsible for other people's lives. Right. As much as I want to be. Right. As much as I want to make sure everybody is safe and okay.
1: There's only so much you can do. There's so
2: much you can do, and you right. really and you really have to trust that taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. and really like in the most full, wonderful, beautiful way, mm-hmm. like like, it is my duty to myself to do the Addy show, and if, right. and me making people laugh at that show, right. and honoring them as the audience, mm-hmm. that is probably the best thing I can do for those people that day, right? And it is a really good thing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and. Yeah. There's just things where it's like trying to make sure that your friend absolutely is okay after their breakup or their, or your friend is like, is actually not mad at you at all, even though you maybe did something that made, that would have made them a little upset, like, right. or I have to make sure everyone's happy. It's like, no, you actually have to make sure that like you're good. i mm-hmm. that you're happy, but that like you're healthy and you're solid. Right. And yeah. then people will also start to gravitate towards that.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, even on a more global level, like, cause I read world news all the time. Yeah. Terrible things happen, not only in this country, but yeah. all over. And you can really... Shut up.
2: No way. Get out.
1: Yeah, I know. America's the <laughs> only
2: country that exists, and it's so fucked up.
1: I know. It's like Guy Branham says, Canada is America fan fiction.
0: Oh, and yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, Canada can be pretty fucked
1: up. Yeah. Yeah. Can. Yeah.
2: Talk to any native person in Canada. They're going to tell you a different story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know... You could read about how climate's affecting climate change is affecting other places in a lot more visceral ways than even we've experienced here, or other conflicts around the world. And like, um, you know, you can let your anxiety run rampant thinking about what what can I do to do solve any. And the thing is, you can't do a lot. Yeah, you can't.
2: You can't do a lot. No, and then that can also be super depressing and. Mm -hmm. Bad,
1: right? But you, as that's where it comes back to taking care of yourself,
2: Taking you take care of yourself, yeah. and or like, or literally being like, okay, so how am I going to deal with this? Yeah, and how I'm going to deal with this also might be,
1: mm-hmm.
2: oh, I'm gonna, um, right. I'm gonna get a therapist and right. talk to somebody else about this, or like these are, or these emotions are too hard right. for me to carry myself, right? Yeah,
1: and that is wherein lies, like, you know, I think there will be uh, uh, ever. Extensive conversation about the comedy speaking truth to power or making a difference or whatever but mm-hmm. I think the tangible thing that it does do is that it does bring people together and, and, and a shared experience and it does like bring relief which you know is a very rare commodity <laughs> these days yeah yeah
2: no I mean it brings I mean it well the one thing I love so so bef- be, okay so I went to NYU and then I dropped out after two mm-hmm. years and um, the one class that I took that I think made the whole thing worth it, mm-hmm. honestly, was this class called Positive Psychology, mm-hmm. uh, or it was called The Science of Happiness, mm-hmm. Positive of Psychology. And I wrote a paper, maybe mm-hmm. the only paper I ever remembered liking writing in college, called What's Funny About 9-11 and Why It's Important. Mm-hmm. And it was about this, which I feel like I've maybe referenced on podcasts before, so I'm so sorry if you're like, yeah, we get it. Um, but, <laughs> but I only wrote so many papers in college before I dropped out. Sure. Um but it was about how, like, The Onion mm-hmm. was really instrumental in the nationwide healing after right. 9-11 because mm-hmm. the jokes that they made. Right. And about how, like, laughter is the opposite of fear. Mm-hmm. That's why when someone jumps out and they go, boo, you scream and then you start laughing.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
2: when you are laughing, you know that everything is safe. Sure. It's like people laughing through haunted houses or, mm-hmm. or even if you are... Having a sad conversation with somebody or whatever if you can make them laugh like there's a feeling of safety right. nervous laughter Hey guys, what's going on? We're, we're all we all really are happy about what's happening, right? It's crazy. I don't like,
1: feel good in any job interview unless I can make the interviewer laugh
2: Absolutely, yeah. exactly and laughter and laughter is a universal language mm-hmm. You my favorite thing to do if I don't speak the same language as somebody from a foreign country or something you're staying next to a stranger, a big like kaboom happens, like a mm-hmm. car makes a sound, and you you and the stranger make eye contact, you make one of the oh like mm-hmm. whoa, loud sound, like faces.
0: Right. right.
2: And then you both start laughing mm-hmm. because it you're communicating. Yeah. And that's like I mean, what's better?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I, I can't like encapsulate the meaning of life in uh, something some p- pithy phrase, but yeah. I, I feel, personally, for me... Like improv well, is life.
0: Improv is life. <laughs> and, 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 and addendum to that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the yes and to that. Yeah. Is um, that, like, without people, life doesn't really have a lot of meaning.
2: No, I don't think so. Yeah. You can you can knock yourself out trying. <laughs> go, 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 go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. And we'll be here for you when you want to come back.
1: Yeah. You're describing solitary confinement now. Yeah, which is torturous. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it really. I mean, the pandemic was really bad for me. I I, I feel. that there were some people. I know there's some people who were like, I had a great time, and I'm like, amazing, good for you. And if you're listening, and you're like, Abby, same. I feel you. You're seen. You're heard. It was really bad.
1: Yeah. Really it, solitary. It, I really need people. Yeah, it was. I got ran through the ringer on that. Yeah. Same.
2: I had to go back on antidepressants. Like, really bad.
1: I, I went through the first break of my whole life at the start of it.
2: Yeah, bad. No, no, bad, 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 <laughs> yeah. bad. Bad, 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 Everyone's going to die. There's a mysterious disease. I watched Contagion. That was bad. I mean, like, what a weird.
1: Yeah, that was, I mean, I thinking like. about it in retrospect, it's funny, but what a fucked up thing to do. My roommate played the special DVD, like, features of Contagion on, like, the first week.
2: Oh, my God. Well, because it feels almost like theme party.
1: Well, yeah, you know, but, like
2: it's like theme, thematic, pandemic, let's watch the one movie.
1: So there's a mini doc thing about like, oh, this is what would happen if a pandemic and it's just describing our reality, yeah. but like with fun graphics. Yeah. And
2: you're like, huh.
1: Christine, shut this off now. Shut this off now, Christine. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, yeah. I mean, it is, it, mm-hmm. it, it really is, Is like being with people and then, and then what is the best way to be with people is to laugh. Right and i really do think that there's a part of me that only does comedy cuz i love the sound of laughter so much mm-hmm. and the way that i can get it the fastest is just by making someone laugh right yeah
1: yeah so the addy show should be like a bigger it should be a tv show yeah
2: i think it's probably going to it's going to turn into something it's yeah. really cool it's really i'm recording all of them with three cameras right and that's really just to kind of give my future self a gift uh-huh. just to be like okay future addy what do you want to do with like 10 shows worth uh-huh. Of three camera footage right Knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to figure out what that is.
1: Yeah, me either.
2: yeah and it might be I'm like, well, I'm not going to re- release any of this because right. uh, this all needed to get way developed,
1: but mm-hmm. who knows? Well I mean already from the first show, there's plenty of stuff that you can
2: what, what I've just what I've found from the first show is that mm-hmm. the show will always be really fun. Yeah the show will always be really fun. Now I'm just tightening it to make it transcendent sure that's that's the that's the goal it be really fun really funny and also transcendent does transcendent
1: mean like works uh when somebody's watching it as it's recorded rather than being there
2: we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see how i make it feel with the recorded thing because i have ideas for how to make it special and different with recorded but yeah right
1: do you want to do some comedy news
2: oh some comedy news yes i do yeah
1: right as i know you need to go
2: yes i do yes just because i have a well, well, also a a a hike that meeting
0: my friend at three thirty. It's three ten right now. Do some comedy news. What is?
1: Um. So, just really quickly, I think mean, yeah. there are three new three news items. Um. Somebody within the Curb Your Enthusiasm camp claimed that this coming season was going to be the last. And then uh, an EP said that we've been saying it's going to be the last season for a long time. Uh Uh-huh. So, who knows? Who
2: knows? Hey, you might be right.
1: Yeah. Hey, you might be right. You
2: might be right, Curb.
1: Also, like, yeah, it's one of those, like, Larry David's, (laughs) it feels like he's always done with everything all the time.
2: Well, we'll see if it works past the writer's strike because it's improvised, but it also isn't because he's credited as a writer. Right. But also isn't. So it's, who knows? But hey, you might be right.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you want to say something about what might be right, the writer's strike, whether it's going to happen or not, I don't know. Oh,
2: who the fuck knows?
1: No one really knows. No one
2: knows. Hey, they might be right.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it'll... Yeah, the, moral will be
2: revealed. <laughs>
1: well, moral will be revealed, but what will like it be like? Because it, it, it can't be like the last one.
2: I mean, it might be the last one was really bad, but this one's just so fucked up because streaming is so fucked up now. And writer's rooms are like non-existent. Right. And it used, and you also like, it's very difficult to work more than 13 weeks as a writer. And if Mm -hmm. so, if you're not doing that, then you're not getting health insurance or you're not not joining the WGA at all. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people are getting fucked over as writers, which used to be a totally Mm -hmm. solid job. Right. So they do need to strike. Yeah. And people need to give them what they want. And then someone needs to give me a writing job so I can be a part of the WGA. <laughs> <'Cause> yeah. I...
1: <laughs> Instead of uh, friends of mine say, <laughs> who were like, oh, yeah, this guy, he used to like write for Seinfeld. He's driving my uh, Lyft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny, we should propose all of that. Uh, so, Shrek, there's a Shrek 5 sequel that's being uh, discussed.
2: Why? Because people want to laugh,
1: mm-hmm. Jake.
2: That's yeah. exactly what we've been talking about Let there be 10 more Shreks uh-huh. People fucking love Shrek
1: What happens in Shrek 10?
2: Like there's baby Shreks now It's uh-huh. Shrek Universe Shrek to Space
1: uh, There's a Shrek cinematic universe is what you're saying? Yeah okay. People
2: just want And I'll tell you what It'll probably be funny Because it's animated physical comedy Mm-hmm. and it'll hold up and it'll be funny uh-huh. and that's why there's a Shrek 5 that's why Puss in Boots got nominated for an Oscar for animation because <laughs> uh-huh. technology keeps getting better to make it better right <laughs> to make the fur and everything better but the comedy is the same you have mm-hmm. a talking cat in Boots mm-hmm. who thinks he's it's just Commedia Del Arte it's just clown right high status low status it's basics right it's perfect do have you... I watched Puss in Boots no but I'm so excited to watch it <laughs> <that> yeah <I do. laughs>
1: Have you watched Paddington?
2: No. And everyone says, I have to. It's amazing. I bet it is. I'm an only child. I don't really want... I, movies, I haven't watched a ton of movies, mostly because I watch mm-hmm. them alone, and then I have no one to talk to about them. Aww. A TV show is ha- good to watch alone. Because okay. you can just disappear into the season and don't have to wait for your fucking friend or partner or parent or whatever to watch with you. You can mm-hmm. just watch it all yourself. Right. Yeah. Versus, like, movies I just didn't really watch a lot growing up with because it was, like, with who?
1: Well, That's I was... I... It's interesting you said. Well,
2: was my not every only child, right? But was my personal experience right. being only child, yeah, was that I could disappear into TV shows a little bit more, Mm-hmm. and also oh, just one more TV show, one more episode, one more episode, right? I would end up watching five hours of TV, but I like couldn't commit to two hours.
0: Maybe
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's an ADHD thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I that, I always find that interesting because I like. The, it does seem like the narratives that people would are more willing to invest in binge watching an entire season of tv mm-hmm. than watching a 2 hour movie
2: but you can also stop and start as much as you
1: want yeah which is what i do yeah cuz i have things to do well
2: then part of me is like, like even i watched like no country for old men for the first time recently right. mm-hmm. and i literally the next day was like oh, i want more right i want to live with those people more Right, and like Grey's Anatomy, I just got to like live in Grey's Anatomy when there I was a so, in I think high school. There's I so like, many seasons. There's so that many that seasons, I dropped off once I cut yeah, off, cu- caught yeah. up, but like lost Grey's Anatomy, like the big right. long ones. And the shame about TV is that we're not letting like TV go as long these days. We're canceling it mm-hmm. pretty soon. People are taking their sweet time making it because of streaming. Right, no um, one gets a
1: twenty. 20- episode season order anymore no one
2: does it anymore except if you're a network show that people aren't going to watch
1: mm-hmm. and it
2: isn't going to get nominated for any awards
1: mm-hmm. people
2: want to watch a five episode limited series that may come back for a second season three years in the future <laughs> yeah where everyone has to rewatch the first season anyways right that's yeah mm-hmm. i don't know tv's uh, i don't know the future <laughs> the, the future of creative making mm-hmm. i think right now is i think the best art is mm-hmm. where there is the least business Sure. And right now, business has completely taken over TV and streaming. Right. Because people aren't making money off commercials anymore; they're making it off of subscribers. Yeah. So your show doesn't just have to be good for people to watch; it has to be so good that people who don't already subscribe to Hulu right. subscribe to Hulu to watch it. Yeah, and it's then completely oversaturated.
1: It's and then there's a ceiling to that. It's yeah. like, like, well, the, what what happens in theory when everybody subscribes?
2: Yeah, everyone's not subscribing, and then we go on to VR or mocap or something. Or we Mm -hmm. go back to TV. I mean, I'm really fascinated to see what it is. Yeah, I think we're going to have a return to the movie theaters, I think. Uh I think better. I mean, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Triangle of Sadness, these are all movies that were indies. Yeah. Because that's where the least business is, Mm -hmm. is in the indie space. Mm -hmm. And then all of the streamers go,
0: I'll give you $4
2: billion Mm so that we can own that movie on our little website. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I I, hope, I want
2: that on my website
1: I really sincerely hope that Talks at Toronto or Sundance Sound like that
2: Oh yeah I want <laughs> it on my little www.com. Yeah,
1: When I read in Deadline that there's a bidding war It's just a bunch of people sounding like yeah, Trolls I want,
2: Yeah I want it on my website Yeah they're all incels on their websites <laughs> I want to make more money than already All the money that we have <laughs> Oh. and uh and i and i and no they people don't want ip anymore they want franchises that's just that's ridiculous who knows who cares i would like a job if anyone's listening to this and works as a streamer you still may hire me <laughs> if you
0: want i don't know i'm gonna do what i want
1: to do yeah absolutely yeah funny you should say that the last Next news. I, the last news i'm i want to bring up is uh may martin who just came out with an amazing special yeah may martin set, yeah has uh, another property coming out on Netflix. They already had a show, Feeling Good, I believe. Feeling Good it. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And now they have ordered a thing called Tall Pines, an eight episode limited series mm-hmm. uh, from Mae Martin, Ryan Scott, Ben Farrell, and his objective fiction sphere of media, as Deadline reports. Um, it's a thriller, but with May being in it, I, there's got to be something that's comedic to it.
2: Oh, I mean, probably they have to save the day. And they have to be like, me? Yeah. I'm tiny with big eyes and so cute and hot and skinny little bones.
1: <laughs> like a real-life anime character. How am I
2: supposed to do this? <laughs> and I'm like, I'll watch you do anything. You're, I think May Martin is so cool, so cute, so hot. But yeah. I am like, um, I mean, I hope people. Wa- I hope it gets made and I hope people watch it. I mean, I just really hope that good things keep getting made and that right. people watch the good things. Right. Instead of it getting shoveled off to the side or not advertised. Right or people not watching it.
1: Yeah, and then it ends up on what uh, Tubi, and then people find yeah. it, and you're like, why did nobody watch us?
2: Yeah, or worse, like my friend Mike Cavallon who was on two seasons of Mr. Mayor, mm-hmm. an NBC show, mm-hmm. NBC network show, right? Cable stream. Uh, it, the episodes were put on Hulu, right? And then who and then Hulu took them down. Mm-hmm. You now can't watch him act with Ted Danson and Holly Hunt, right? Holly Hunter for, at all. Right. And Bobby Moynihan. You can't watch that anywhere. That's fucking crazy. And it's because they can write it off as a tax write off. Right. They've been taking shows off. Yeah. To credit them as a loss. So they don't have to pay taxes on them. Mm-hmm. That's fucking insane.
1: Absolutely. That That's al- so crazy. What the hell? That almost happened in a dress up gang.
2: To, to what?
1: Dress up gang?
2: I don't even know what that is.
1: That's Corey Lokasic, Frankie Quinones, uh-huh. uh, Donnie Devaney. They made this like really fun Seinfeldian sort of like series that started out as a web series but basically tbs ordered an entire season of the show and they made one it was great it had Andy mcdowell in it and uh the chair of tbs switched at some point i think right before lockdown and uh they were like oh yeah we're just they're gonna put this on a shelf and never air it. even though it's all in the can and it's done mm-hmm. and like they basically had to do they like put a renegade screening together yeah. and then people like me had to be like hey we people should be able to see this yes yeah
2: the, i feel like that with southside yeah southside was like hidden on comedy central and then it was like it felt like really word of mouth of people being like please watch southside
0: mm-hmm.
2: you are go- this might get hidden like this right. might not get shown what do you mean season 2 might not come up like we right. need so many people to watch like democratize
0: Right,
2: we're about to watch. I mean, I love the Dress Up Gang. God, mm-hmm. at least put on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the show. The show that I was on was being shopped around mm-hmm. to other streaming places, and right. it's like, who knows? And we still don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll still get made. Right. Maybe people will be listening to this podcast episode mm-hmm. five years from now, being like, "Well, she had no idea."
1: Right.
2: <laughs> or maybe they'll be like, "We still don't know what she's talking about because that awesome show never got made."
1: Yeah. With that I my- punched
2: the shit out of my car. My, my hand was bleeding. Oh, the yeah. day that I heard, the day that I got the call, I was like, everything's totally cool. Hey, you know what? They can't take away the friendships that we made. Mm-hmm. And everything actually is awesome. And everything happens for a reason. Uh-huh. And more will be revealed. Uh-huh. And I can't see around corners. And uh-huh. Easy does it and one day at a time. <laughs> and, and actually, everything is awesome. Uh-huh. Next day, I am punching the roof of my car uh-huh. from the inside so hard that my thumb catches on like the light. And it just starts pouring bleeding. And then the next mm-hmm. day, I put a Band-Aid on it. The next day, I get into my car. I try to go to the gym. I get into the car. I go to the gym. I realize I don't want to work out. I'm so upset. I get into my car. I punch the car again so hard that the band aid rips off. My thumbs are bleeding again. Like, so mad. <laughs> um, and then working, and then and then literally hearing, like, oh, actually, the show might still might go. We're shopping it around. And being like, what? Why am I punching anything? Addy, this is crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's just, you just learn that every time of being like, I got to be so chill because you can't predict any of it. Yeah. were you gonna say something? I cut you off talking about how much I punched my thumb.
1: <laughs> I, I was just kind of taking that in. Yeah, I
2: know it was pretty, pretty emo, pretty hardcore, pretty right. dramatic. I am an actor. Don't
0: know.
1: us no, not that, us that, remi- that reminds me of my a uh, little bit of my teenage self when I lived in Lubbock and I felt like, it, which is the middle of nowhere, the panhandle, of Texas. Yes,
2: and I am also just texting my friend to see where are we meeting at your place. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah.
1: And I, I would, I would punch the shower wall because, um, my parents wouldn't be able to hear it.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love, I mean, there's this, there's something with like, um, somatic, uh,
1: and it felt good
2: therapy, um, where like, there's like these certain heavy weighted Mm -hmm. pillows or balls that you're supposed to like pick up and throw down because people will say punch a pillow and I'm like, no, Mm. I need, I don't want to just punch a pillow. Right. I need to punch something that'll kind of hurt. Right. Like I need to punch something that'll kind of give something back or I need to break. Like I want to break things yeah. and I and they need to break. Mm-hmm. Um, like I did take some oranges we have an orange tree out back because I live in a fucking beautiful Los Angeles house. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very lucky and I also can never break up with my partner ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, real, real, real. Um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is recorded.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, it's
2: good. No, I love living here, and I love, I love him very much. But we have an orange tree. Uh-huh. Um, I've just never lived with anyone before. Um,
0: right.
2: uh, never mind. We have an orange tree. And I – and and he literally – I mean, he was he was fantastic this whole week, but he was like, do you want to take some oranges and just throw them at the wall? I mean, it's like, I just picked these oranges and just, like, fast-pitched them mm-hmm. into this concrete wall also in the backyard, mm-hmm. and then also took this, like – Juice jug, chugged this juice and right. then took it and just like, wha- just like threw it against. And it felt so good. Like, you have to wreck room. Like, it felt so good. You have to get your anger out somehow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember when I started therapy, uh, I had a, a, a brief like window of time where I was in a thrash metal. Yeah. For that very reason, I mean, yeah,
2: you have to get your emotions out. Yeah, they're then, going to come up. It's going to happen. What are you going to do with it? Is the is the thing.
1: Yeah, and then I'll mention this, and then we'll we'll bring it to a close. Yeah, uh, there was a show called the Tomato Show that okay. this guy Blake Rosier does, and it's it's wild. You're basically the audience is just allowed to throw tomatoes at the performers during the entire show. Perfect. And I was shocked. Where I mean, I wanted to take part. It was like a fun concept, but I through it way harder than I thought I would and it zeroed in on people's head and in their nuts like I wasn't planning to do that yeah but that's what came out of me
2: yeah I mean also yeah I mean that's also you ask people to do that I mean
0: yeah.
2: I think that's kind of amazing and also <laughs> and also probably really fucked up that they, that they did that to you that they made that they allowed you to do that but yeah, yeah. I mean even like I, I have like, I have my black belt in karate. I have reflexes. Yeah. My partner like gave me like a little like mm-hmm. tap on the butt, but a little like harder than I think he thought. And then yeah. I turned around and like punched his arm. Oh yeah. Um, which was just like a reflex. I was like, ah, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Oh, black belt to black belt. No, I feel it. My dad, he would, use, he used to like, we'd be talking and then he would like throw a punch or like try a chop. And I got so used to just blocking that, that when friends in high school would try to hug me, I would just. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Just block them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, People couldn't. Some, a friend of mine came up and talked too loudly into my ear at a concert and I fully like put like blocked her. Yeah. And she was like, and I was like, she's like, why'd you do that? And I was like, why'd you yell in my ear? (laughs)
0: Uh
1: huh.
2: Don't sneak up on me. I don't know. I'm a black belt. Don't sneak up on me. (laughs)
1: Uh huh.
2: That's kind of on you at a certain point. Yeah a that's little funny. on me, but like I trained for this, and you know.
1: <laughs> Did they know?
2: Yeah, oh, Every, right. it's impossible to meet me and not me tell you that I'm a black belt. Right, that's like my thing. <laughs>
1: so ADHD, a black belt and karate. You and didn't mention music. that in your multi-hyphenates. Fuck,
2: I fucked up. Well, I guess like choreographer, dance choreographer, stunt choreographer. Right. Uh, I burnt. Yeah. Yeah. I have to pee now also.
1: Right. No, we're at the end. I uh, Thank you so much for your time. Thank uh, you for asking me. Yeah, this has been such a lovely episode. Uh, where can people find you online and what else would you like to promote? Yes,
2: you can find me online at Addie A D D I E Y O M I N D. That's Addio Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, someone has taken my first and last name, mm-hmm. and I don't know who it is because it's mm-hmm. not even showing up. So mm-hmm. it's Addio Mind on Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, an Addie Wyrich on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok is where I do not serious things, mm-hmm. and Instagram is now turning into more of a fun LinkedIn for mm-hmm. me. But on Instagram. And you can also follow the official Addy Show on Instagram, too. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can find any updates about the official Addy Show. Um, But
0: Mm
2: -hmm. as opposed to that, that's where you can find me. I want to promote the Addy Show, and everything's great. should be coming back in May. Just follow me on Instagram, and you'll learn everything about it there. Yeah, if you're definitely
1: in L.A., go to the Addy Show. Uh, I, I won't say that your life will be changed, but it will be.
2: By the tenth show, yeah, yeah. it'll be changed. Yeah, By yeah, tenth show, it'll be transcendent. Yeah, so just give it. Just give it me till then. But <laughs> if you come before, then you'll have a really really fun time. Right. But if you come to the tenth show, you will be changed. Right. But only because people came to the other ones beforehand. And, and, and you're gonna
1: to have yeah. all hundred people do the improv dance. Uh, dance diamond. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> and you're gonna have to come to the show to figure out what that is. <laughs>
1: Yes, I'm not going to explain it to you. Can't it to you. I, I'm Jay Kroger. I created the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com, at the Comedy Bureau across socials. You can find me on Instagram at notthesupermarket on Twitter at mfj_kroger. So many great causes to support this time, and ask that you support those. But if you have money and generosity left over, please support the Comedy Bureau so it can keep running. Do you have anything to say as we sign off here? At yes, eight?
2: support the Comedy Bureau. It's literally the best, like, thing about the Los Angeles comedy scene. Oh, it's like the first oh, thing I found when I moved here. Thank you. There also like is not one of these things in New York, it feels like. Maybe
1: well, there is, but I I cover I'm... New York. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So it's just the comedy bureau. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh well, as the great Bruce Stevens would say, improv is life. Improv is life <laughs> and enjoy it.
0: And enjoy it.
2: Bye.
1: Tommy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger, Music by Brian Grineo, Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family.